Welcome to Sacrifice to Success Podcast. My name is David Weaver, and I am the owner of The Forgotten Heart Project. My mission is to help others create freedom in every aspect of their life. In this season of the podcast, we are talking life, business, and what makes you feel alive. We are speaking with business owners and entrepreneurs from all over, hearing about the sacrifices, the learnings, the twists, the turns, the ups and downs, and the successes that they have had in life and business. These are their stories. All right. Welcome back, everybody. I'm excited, as always, for another episode. And today, I would love to welcome Chaz Wolf. Welcome, Chaz. Glad to be here, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Awesome. So this is going to be fun. I think we're going to have a lot of fun things to talk about, but let's just start with who are you, where do you live, and what are you up to in the world? What are your businesses? I know you have more than one thing going on. So what, what are you yeah. up to in the world? Well, uh, David, thanks for having me. It really is a pleasure uh, to be able to serve you and your audience. Um, as far as where I'm at, man, I'm in Kansas City, right in the heartland. Um, grew up not too far from here, a couple of hours east to here, my wife and I both. And, but we've been here for about 15 years. It's definitely home to us. Um, in fact, we just built a, a beautiful home and this past year, uh, we got some acreage nice. and we got a little, got, got the, got the Midwest farm and, and some land and some chickens and the, and the whole deal. But, um, I've got four beautiful children, a beautiful wife. And, uh, as far as the businesses go, man, I've got, um, several, uh, retail franchises. I've been in that space for about 10 years. At one point I had seven locations, three States, 65 employees. Um, mm. it was, it was quite the conglomerate. And uh, still own several of those today. And um, I've got three real estate companies, uh, fix and flip, um, a short-term rental, and then a holding uh, company uh, for more long-term holds. And then uh, Gathering the Kings is is uh, is a podcast, of course, that people can check us out there, as well as a mastermind group. But the masterminds for seven and eight-figure business owners, peer-to-peer community of getting around other high performers and and rubbing shoulders in a whole a whole new way. So we're excited about all those things. Gathering the Kings is uh, is kind of like the the purpose project, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, not exactly what I do for money, although um, it, it definitely costs. It just uh, something that I do because I think it's what is part of my design. Mm, love that. Cool. Uh, so, okay. So lots of questions, but first off, how old are your kids? Yeah, man, I've got uh, nine, almost nine, uh, six, three, and four months. Okay. Awesome. Mine are we're in the, we're in the thick of it, man. <laughs> yeah, you're in the. You got two more. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. You have two we, kids. I have two, and they're two girls, and they're nine and six. So right, okay. right at the top in there. But we we stopped after two. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's you that 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 you know of, or is it like a done deal? No, it's like a done deal. Yeah, done now deal. I'm sharing that publicly, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now everybody knows. I hey, I told my wife, there's no done deal. I go yeah. look. I, I just I'm sorry, you know, like it's just not gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe seven of them, maybe eight of them. I don't know. Uh, I'll just keep, I'll just keep, uh, producing the income and we'll, we'll, pro- you know, produce the kiddos. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. The family gatherings are going to be epic when you guys are right. Older. Yeah. hundred percent. I got, I gotta, I gotta have enough, uh, uh, team members here to, to take over the conglomerate, you know? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So take it, take us back to like, where did this all start this entrepreneur journey for you was it something yeah. like you always kind of knew did you have role models as parents like growing up like what what did that look like from the beginning good question um grew up single mom family and uh so no there was no uh entrepreneurial entrepreneurial 
uh, example, <clears throat> although my mom worked extremely hard, um, I mean, as a parent, I'm sure that you can relate. I, I don't know how my mom or any other single parent, mom or dad does it. Um, my mind is blown thinking about it. So yeah. from that work ethic and grind and never quit. And if you want it, you, you better go after it because no one's coming to save you was definitely the 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 mindset and then also too just a my mom valued accuracy and excellence and so in all areas it was like no you're going to have amazing grades and if you're going to play ball then you're going to you're going to practice and you're going to practice at the house and you're going to apply yourself in all areas and so i think that this leveling up this constant leveling up and and going going to the next place of my potential whether it was in sports or in school um now in business, like there's always this achievement, this, this thing inside of me that's looking for the next thing. And so early on it was in sales, but then eventually, um, that correlated into, into growing businesses. And so I was 24 years old. I'd been looking at, uh, businesses to purchase, uh, for about a year and a half at that point. So I started pretty early looking, um, didn't even know how to read a PL, bro. I was with the business broker. He was probably late fifties, maybe even early sixties. This, it, this was like his retirement is that he owned a business that helped other people buy businesses. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm a 24 year old kid. And, you know, we're looking at a two location dry cleaners and, and he's talking through the PL. And I said, I don't, I don't, can you help me understand this? Um, I'm looking literally looking at buying uh, a couple hundred thousand dollar business. And I have no idea what a PL is, let alone how to read it. So that's the beginning of like no experience, no knowledge, no example, had no idea. I'm a college dropout. Um, Nothing. You look at the stats at a son of a single mom, I should be in prison. Yeah. Like that's just the reality. So um I, I say that to say that I shouldn't, I shouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. Right. But I am. Okay, fine. So I'm 24 years old. I find a franchise, edible arrangements. Um, I turned 25 a few uh, months before the purchase actually went through. And um a couple months later, purchased a second location. A year later, built a third brand new one. A year later, built a fourth brand new one. And then one year later, purchased number five, built number six, and built number seven all within the same month. Um, <laughs> and it was crazy. It was a crazy time. And um, yeah, so that's a little bit of the journey, at least early on. Obviously, since then, like I told you, we've been in real estate and, of course, uh, the mastermind. But that gives you a little bit about the beginning. Yeah, that's really interesting. And, you know, what's, what strikes me is like, uh, you, you know, you're saying like, this seems totally crazy to go, you know, buy this business and it's going to cost a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars and I have no idea what I'm doing or how to read right. this. But at the same time, we don't think it's crazy for college students to go sign a hundred thousand dollar like thing that's not even profitable. Yeah. <laughs> so true. It's so true. Yeah. When you run the numbers, it doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we don't need to go down that rabbit hole. But um yeah, I think that's really cool. And so with with your your mom, you know, really pushing you to excel, was there any, if you don't mind sharing, was there any like difficult part about that? Like, did you, was there this like trying to live up to sort of thing? Cause I know that, you know, that kind of pressure could create that yeah. as well. Yeah. You know, I think <clears throat> that it's a, it's a really, really good question. And I think that the response of a pusher, right. Cause um, I can absolutely put my mom in that category to this day. She is out <laughs> pushing somebody somewhere. She's making something happen. Uh, yeah. She manages um, some of my property even still to this day. And so uh, she's a she's a get it done type of a person. So 
I think that the personality or the characteristic traits of the individual receiving that, uh, depending upon how it's delivered, is actually the answer to your question. So um, to parlay that into maybe business coaching, which is I know how you uh, work uh, with a lot of your clients and really getting into the nitty gritty of the business, it's about how, how you interact with people. And so as the business owner now, um, or a leader, or even a salesperson, understanding who you're talking to, understanding their characteristics and their traits, how they receive information, all this is extremely valuable. You understand yourself and then how to deliver information to the other person, whether that's through, well, I use culture index with all my clients uh, or in my own hiring, or whether it's DISC or the strength finder or whatever. To, parl- or to circle all this back to your original question, I'm an achiever. I'm a go-getter. So like I received that push from my mom of like, okay, let's go. You know, mm-hmm. so it really didn't like, you know, make me second guess or um, you know, rub me the wrong way because it just naturally is the language that I speak anyway. Mm-hmm. For someone with a different personality, naturally, it probably would have, you know, been, you know, a different outcome unless the you know, my mom in this situation or the leader or the parent or whoever it is uh, that's maybe listening understands themselves and then understands the kid or the person on their team or the employee, whatever, and, um, and modifies themselves to be able to deliver the same push, but in, in a way that, that the person can receive it. Hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm a huge believer in that. Like you, you can decide how you want to make anything. And so oh, yeah. it sounds like for you in receiving that from your mom, you, you ran with it and you're like, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm well, it's the same this. information, you know, with, with not having a dad, like I said, single mom family. Yeah. Um, so there was a lot of people throughout the journey that was like, oh man, you don't know your dad. Like I'm sad or you should be sad or whatever that reaction is that they had that they thought maybe I was having or whatever. And it was never like that for me. My reaction was always that's on him. Like he's, he's the one missing out. AKA, I'm not going to use the information as an excuse. Mm -hmm. And so again, whether it's information being delivered to me, that's maybe rubbing me the wrong way, or maybe it's something that I can't even control. Like I didn't know my dad growing up. Okay, fine. What am I doing with it? Well, I think that there's ways for us, especially as entrepreneurs to be able to use that as fuel. Someone tells me I can't do something. Someone at 24, when I was buying that first business, the landlord didn't want to do the lease with me because I was 24 years old. They were like, he's a 24 year old kid. And the seller's like, but it's, it's the same business. This business <laughs> currently pays the rent has been for the last five years. He's buying the business. Have you met the kid? Like literally he's not even a kid. I don't even know why I'm saying this. He's not a kid. Have you met him? I know he's 24, but have you met him? Jeez. You know? So yeah, there's just so many different things that we have along the way as entrepreneurs that we can either use it for us or against us is really, I guess, maybe the main point. Yeah. hundred percent. Love it. Okay. So in that first journey, it sounds like it went pretty well. Like you, you opened a lot of locations fairly quickly. Um, but what were some of the the hiccups and things that you learned in that first business, especially? Yeah. I mean, it, from the outside, it always looks like it's gone well, especially when I say you one year was this and two, you know, that, that, that all the way down. Yeah. hundred percent. But obviously there were challenges. Like I can think of, I'll give you two examples. One, one money related, one operational the uh, the first one operational, I was opening that that fourth location. So I had three locations in the same city, and I was opening up my first location out of the city. It was three hours away, so a remote location. And so I had the I had the new location popping up. It's almost Mother's Day. We're maybe like a month out from Mother's Day. It's a big time of the year where, you know, we're normally go from here and then 500x over four days. Not even kidding. It's like Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, Christmas, just off the charts. It's crazy. 
And so in the city where I had three locations, um, I had a store manager in one and then a gal that I had just promoted to basically oversee. So from store manager to regional manager, she was overseeing two. And it was the first time I'd ever done this. And she was great. She had, she earned it and was doing great. And I had this new person in the new city and um, I was going to go to the new city and be with the new manager for the holiday. I had the one guy in the one location. She was going to oversee the two. Everything was planned out and worked. We were going to be okay. It was like three weeks, like a week later um, from that little snippet in time, my regional manager reaches out. She's a single mom and says, I basically got this offer with a new job. It's more pay. It's benefits and all this stuff that as a small retail shop owner, like there's, I don't have these things. And as a single mom, I'm like, how, who would I tell you not to do this? Like, this is a phenomenal opportunity. You need to take this. Mm-hmm. And obviously on the back end of that is where chaos was, where I was left <laughs> yeah. because she left before the holiday, you know? So, you know, real quick, I sent the one guy that I knew how, knew how to do the holiday outside of myself. I sent him to the other city. I combined all three locations into one mass production center and I ran it. And, and what that actually helped me do over the coming years, as we continue to grow, is that I was able to understand now what it meant to combine locations and and have deliveries out of one location as opposed to you know lots of different uh, outlets, and that helped me scale um, beyond that. Even though that was a really difficult time. Nice. Second example here financially, my wife begged me. When I say begged, she doesn't ask. She's not involved in the business. She hardly ever gives me her opinion. She begged me not to do location number seven. Told me it's not a good idea. Don't do it. X, Y, Z, just down the road. Right. But it wasn't a business case. It was a feeling that she had. And I'm logical, black and white. It's either makes sense or it doesn't. You can't provide a business case. I can. We're doing it, period. And uh, I'll tell you what, man, I lost more money on that deal. (laughs) We're talking about hundreds of thousands. I ended up closing the business eventually, closing the the location. Um, Not only was it an underperformer when I had it, so it cost me to get it open $325,000. And, uh, but it lost money every single year. And then I closed it. And so it was like, you want to just talk about a money pit and a money hole. Um, and if I had just listened to my wife. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? And I mean, have you had, uh, further conversations with her? Like, you know, a little probing, like, wh- like, why did you have that feeling? Like, what do you think, you know, what did she oh, think it was- that was? It was totally Holy spirit inspired. She, it, it was not of anything of this world. It was. I think God says that we shouldn't. And not that I don't appreciate that. I absolutely appreciate that because faith is a huge part of my journey. But again, she just is more in tune with what I would say is the the feeling of things. And I'm in tune with numbers. And um, I like I just have to learn how to make room for for that. Mm-hmm. Um, not not that meaning her and for something unseen, you know, something Mm -hmm. faith related, whether that's religious or not, it's something that's unseen. I couldn't see it. She could, I didn't make room for it because it didn't make sense on paper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's it's wild. Yeah. There's, there's, thank you for sharing that. That's such a cool story. And, and I mean, it's a painful lesson to learn, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think one of the coolest things that I see in my work and now it's not even like uncommon. Now it's just like all the time is, uh, you know, people come to me to help like, Hey, let's, let's work on my business and myself and everything. And uh, most of the time we spend like 80% of our effort working on them, like the person, the human being. And 
every time the business goes <laughs> and so there that you're like that doesn't really make sense we're not pulling enough like business levers for that to actually be black and white and rational right and so right just to, just to your point like there's something else going on there <laughs> yeah a hundred percent especially when you can correlate it like in your line of work to the individual um every time i've chosen to level up right whether it be with my actions my mindset or or my money paying a guy like you to come in oftentimes to tell me things that i already know right how many thousands and tens of thousands of dollars i've paid someone to tell me what i already knew and i appreciated it literally yeah. swallowed it whole and was like dang i already know that and yeah. not dang <laughs> if i already know that of why am i paying this guy of dang what am i doing you know i know this how yeah. do, ah but that's that's the relationship factor that you can't quantify you can't measure um, yeah. It's the leveling up uh, piece that when you do that personally, and when you put your money on the line, it reflects um, obviously in your life, but but specifically in your business if you're a business owner. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so you have this first like franchise of businesses, and then you decide to start two more businesses. Like, <laughs> what's yeah. the motivation behind that? Most people would be like, "That's crazy!" Like running one business by itself is enough work, and having kids, and you know, like so. Right. Right. Talk to me about that. Yeah, so I think that um, there's there's multiple answers, but to keep it concise, um, you know, to use my own language of 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 uh, warrior and king is that I know I'm designed for more, and so as I'm as I know that I'm designed to be a king in the in the language of of becoming a king, right? Transitioning from warrior to king, uh, becoming all that I'm supposed to, not working just in the business but on the business. The mindset shifts to all the things that are around me. So it's not just me anymore and surviving. It's mm -hmm. buying back my time, spending time with my family, pouring into my team, pouring into my community, my church, all the perspective that a king has of all these things that are around him that matter. And so that was me pressing into that. Okay, so what are these things that matter to me? Well, legacy is like why I wake up. I am obsessed right now at 35 years old of the moments of me doing business with my children and my grandchildren. Like literally, I daydream about doing deals, not only just with my kids who are nine, six, three, and four months, but with their kids. Because I love the idea of not only just building them, but also providing a framework for them so that wealth isn't lost. Because generally speaking, wealth is lost in the third generation. So I'm a first generation wealthy individual or millionaire. And so by the, by the stats is that my grandchildren are going to not have it. And so I, I'm obsessed with the idea of building my family in a way where there's legacy. So for me, real estate is a huge vein for that. Not only knowing how to build a business, but knowing how to build a business around assets that produce cash flow. And so for me, that's legacy. Okay. Now the other piece is business discipleship. I've, I'm designed to pour into others. You probably feel similar uh, in, in, because of your line of work, but I, the way that I am designed, I get fulfillment and I know that I'm to help other people. And so I've been through certain things in business as a husband, as a dad, whatever it is. In this case, I get to pour into other entrepreneurs through a mastermind group, through a peer-to-peer -peer format where it's like, look, we're all going that way. And it's going to take a village of us, you know, rubbing and pushing and shoving and, and challenging and, uh, and creating new ideas and knowing that you're not alone in the process. Okay, fine. So that for me is is the where I get to pour out and create disciples. And so I didn't I didn't finish going to school to be a youth minister. 
this is my expression of being able to pour out. Um, and so these two big things, legacy and pouring out, helping others. That's how I get to express it in the business world. Edible arrangements for me was like the initiation. Like I had all the lessons that I've learned have come from, um, from growing a conglomerate uh, under that brand. Mm. So cool, man. I love it. I just think that it's not that common to, to talk to somebody who has like really thought through all of that. Yeah. And so do you feel like you're, you've naturally kind of inclined that way? Like again, back from, you know, kind of being wanting to achieve and excel and that's just like an, a natural extension of where you've gone in your journey. Or do you feel like that was, that was brought in from someplace else? Yeah, that's a phenomenal question in all seriousness, because we all have this transition, right? Like mm -hmm. every single one of us as a man, as an entrepreneur, as a parent, like whatever category the listeners putting themselves in, male, female, it doesn't matter. <clears throat> and so, yes, it's this achievement or leveling up that comes maybe naturally to my personality. Fine. But clarity doesn't necessarily mean achievement. No. Right. Like achievement is just, okay, I'm going to, I'm, I'm hustling, right. The hustler, the warrior, right. Uh, I'm after the next thing. I want to make the, the next piece of money or do the next business or do the next deal or have the next kid or <laughs> whatever. Like it's, just, <laughs> it's just this hustle, right. Yeah. Which is fine. There's a level of that that's necessary in business and in life to get where you want to go. But clarity is, is intentionality, right. It's mm -hmm. taking the time out of the hustle to go, what am I made for? Right. Why am I doing this? And, and so, yeah, today I'm maybe in your eyes clear on my why, but man, I think it still needs to be more clear. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to continue to press into why am I doing this? I'm teaching my kids this X, Y, Z on an, on an action. Why are we doing this? What's the result that we're looking for? Why do we even want that result? What does that result give us? Mm -hmm. Is that, should we scrap this whole entire thing? Because is this even going to get us what we want? So defining what we want, defining the actions that are going to get us there are huge. And I used to teach this in sales a long time ago because you're sitting there making cold calls hundreds at a time. You're going to have to remember why you're doing that because it's hard. Well, translate that into business. But I don't know of any successful business owner that said, oh yeah, I just, it's been a joy. I have had many say it's a joy, but it's the joy through the process. And usually through the process means difficulty, struggle, you know, where I have to remember why I'm doing this. And so, yeah, I've had to work on that a ton and I still have, think I have a lot of work to go, but you know, you probably help people with this. So they should just call you and you should work with them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, I, I think it's so cool. Yeah. Because it, like taking the time to slow down for a minute or however, however long really does then create, help create clarity, at least for the next bit. Not that you have clarity forever. And no. I think that's a trap people fall into too. It's like, oh, I, I haven't figured out what the plan is forever. Like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't matter. It's just like, yeah. you know, slow down enough to figure out what's next and what's actually most important for now. It's so true that what you just said, you could literally just snip that 30 seconds and create an entire framework off of that because it's so true. I can't tell you how many entrepreneurs, you know, we get into this, why this purpose, this, you know, what am I doing conversation? And it's good to think big, but like, sometimes you need to think, okay, like five years, like that's pretty big. Yeah. It's enough to dream, but it's also enough to where like, where if you, if you don't pay attention, five years is going to be gone. Um, okay. So let's dial that back. 
let's turn the actual like maybe half dreaming half uh, i think this might actually happen in the five years and let's dial that into to one year okay so in order for the five-year dream to be on pace what does the one year need to look like well what is the one year if i dial that back to the this first quarter what does that look like okay well in this quarter there's three months and if i dial that back to this month that i'm in right now what does that look like so you can take this far off purpose and like very flowy and and you know thing that's abstract to what am i doing this week what are my disciplines this week we call them king methods what am i doing what am yeah. i holding myself accountable to because i want to be able to achieve the thing in the year or the five years and that's associated to this why this purpose this why am i here at least for this period of time like you said yeah cool okay so uh, a couple more questions first one uh, I love that you have three things that you're running and you have four kids because I'm really, <laughs> I will, I was truly, cause I'm really interested and I'm excited, like just hearing you talk now and like we just met today, but yeah. I'm, I'm grateful for parents like you. And I I'm seeing more and more people who are like kind of switched on to this idea that like, Hey, we get to create whatever we want and like teaching yeah. our kids that, and, and that does mean you get to create how you think and you, you get to choose what your feelings are in the world, all of that stuff. Um, yep. So that's exciting to me, but I'd love to hear from you what you found in this, uh, you know, futile pursuit of balance. Sure. sure. <laughs> Not yeah, that yeah. you're like, but like as an entrepreneur and a dad and all this, like, what have you found to kind of navigate that so that you're, you're spending time doing things that are the most important for you? Yeah. Okay. So that, that is a, um, like you said, a, a thick, uh, a thick question. I think that for me personally, I've always said that family was important to me. And it is like, when I think about what, what gets my heart to, to like feel, cause I'm a nine logic on the culture index. It's all black and white, right? Mm -hmm. Nine out of 10 not a lot of empathy naturally. So what actually gets my heart to move is when I think about the people that I love. Okay. But my calendar never reflected it. Mm -hmm. Right. I didn't, you know, I would have business meetings. I'd have my gym workout. I'd have all these other things, but no family time, no time with the kids, no reading of the Bible and praying before we go to. Okay. So all these things are important to me. Why are they not on the calendar? So that was kind of like the first initiation of like, okay, I'm an achiever that we've, we've established that. So that means I'm going to go do a bunch. I'm going to stay busy. Okay. So in the process of being busy, I, I would be saying that I'm doing this unto my family. And it was really my wife who still today is like, Hey, so like, um, you say you're doing it for us, but if you're not here, there's a layer that we don't get like, okay, yes, we have a beautiful home and our kids go to a, a great school and all this stuff that gets provided because of my achievement. Right. Right. But there's another layer, which to her point is as if not more important, which is your, your presence. And, and she's not saying don't go work, don't go, don't go achieve. Um, but she is saying that, Hey, there's, there's, there's two steps to this. Step one is the providing step two is the leading of the home or, you know, being present at least in those, those times. So put it on the calendar. That was a huge revelation for me, putting mm -hmm. the, the time with the kids, time with family on the calendar. And then being purposeful um, in that time, um, the mindset shift that I would say even was more recent because I would, I would calendarize the time with the family. But when I was there, the, the desire or the, the pump that I would feel the dopamine hit from getting business deals done was just so much 
you know, greater of a feeling than hanging out with a three-year-old and coloring. I loved it, but I loved this way more. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so the mindset shift for me that I would say uh, has really helped with that is just like over here, building a business, building a team, doing a deal. Okay. So I've, I've, I've looked at my children and then of course my future grandchildren as the deal, as the business, like I'm building them. I'm literally building a life, bro. Mm-hmm. Right. So when I'm with them now, it's not just we're coloring and I'm, and I, I'm choosing to flip over my phone or put it away. It's like, no, no, I, I, I get to like teach them right now in this moment through whatever it is that we're doing or through the homework or going outside and, and doing things that are in the woods or whatever it is that I'm like literally building into them so that they can be competent adults and they can take over businesses or they can teach their children and grandchildren. Like it's like this perpetual thing now that gets me excited just like it did over here, you know, as I was building businesses. Yeah. I love that. And, and it goes even deeper because like they're, they're seeing dad is here and dad is present and he cares about what I'm up to. And so they have, there's that like, that layer of, of security there that I don't know if you've even thought about, but that's like, that's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So, uh, last question. Well, maybe last question. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, one of the themes of this podcast that I've been asking since the beginning of time is what makes you feel fully alive. And obviously we know like closing deals makes you feel (laughs) very alive. Um, but you can expand that to anything. It can be anything in your personal life and business, whatever. Um, yeah, I I think that to bring it all together, doing the deal, building my children, um, achieving, being, being a good husband, like all of these things, I think for me culminate, um, in reaching for my potential and, um, I don't know if I'll ever be done with that, but it's this realization that I'm made for so much more. Um, literally the way that I'm designed, um, is, is to go after it and to build and to encourage and to strengthen systems and peoples and teams and my family and generations even. And so it's like, okay, if that's, if that's how big it is, then what, what makes me come alive is going for that. And that, that obviously it, you know, looks or, or manifests in different uh, areas of life. But if I had to say it in one one particular way, it would be, you know, trying to be everything or being a good steward of everything that has been put inside of me. That would maybe be a good way to say it too. Mm. Love it. Awesome. Okay, Chaz, well, where can people get in touch with you, find out more information about all, all the things you're up to? <clears throat> of course, if they're just checking to check out Chaz Wolf, chazwolf.com, uh, or they can check out gatheringthekings.com if they're uh, interested in a peer-to-peer format uh, uh, group. Um, it's by invite only, so they can, they can check out some more information there and we can, we can see if you're a right fit, but, um, yeah, man, we're, we're all over social as well. Facebook, Instagram, um, TikTok, even, you know, you name it, uh, the, the podcast gathering the Kings, we've got gathering the Kings for, um, the main channel. And then we've got gathering the Kings real estate and gathering the Kings construction. And we've got hundreds of businesses that have come through that. So, uh, check us out. Cool. Love it. Awesome. Okay. And then because I know you have a ridiculous amount of wisdom to share, let's leave us with one last thing for, for entrepreneurs that you would, you would love to share. Yeah. You know, um, you, you're doubting yourself because we all do and action removes doubt 
And really what all that culminates to is confidence. Confidence is the ultimate drug. Um, you need more of it, which usually means action. And then eventually that turns into bigger um, levers that you pull, building a team and and um, leveraging time and stuff like that. But right now, you need to win. You need to win every day. And uh, winning every day could look small, like getting up at a specific time. It could be a certain action in your business that you don't like that you're going to do anyway. But you need to win and you need to win often, which builds confidence. And it, the cycle is an upward spiral from there. So stay focused on winning and winning often. Awesome. Love it. All right. Thank you so much, Chaz. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you for listening to Sacrifice to Success podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the show, please check out the link in the show notes and you can find all of the details there. If you got something out of this interview, would you please take a moment to share on social media? You can just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to somebody or post it on the socials. Let's see if we can change the narrative of social media and post valuable, positive content. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content, so to make sure you don't miss any episodes, please go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show, and they mean a lot to me. If you'd like to know more, go to my website, davidweavercoach.com, or you can follow me on LinkedIn or Facebook. Those links are also in the show notes. And I do also have a free training on my website as well. So thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time.